Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are having a freaking awesome day. Just staying grateful, staying present, and just enjoying this very moment. Now, in this solo episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, boy, do I have a doozy for you because I am reminiscing on the Fire Festival failure. These are five lessons that I personally learned from working at the greatest party that never happened. And I'm sure most of you have heard of the fire festival and what a great failure it was and i actually worked there i was on the island i was a vip concierge hired by a third party company to basically be the face guy of the fire festival for the high ticket vip clients my fiance, now fiance, she was my girlfriend back then. Steph and I both got hired. You know, we were professional models in Miami. So they wanted good looking, friendly staff. So they hired us to go down there. They they flew us down to the Bahamas. And boy, did we learn a lot from that experience. And I want to get into my five lessons that I actually learned and how they could apply to you. And I'm not going to get into, you know, too much of all the nitty-gritty details. What I do want to extract is some of these really important lessons that we all can learn from. And there is some hilarious parts that you have never heard of that I personally have been under an NDA and I couldn't talk about, but now I can. And I want to tell them to you, the happy hustlers out there, because I think they're hilarious and very valuable lessons. So if you get some value from this one, share it with a friend who needs a good giggle. I mean, this is going to be a doozy. And, you know, reach out on social. Tell me your favorite part that you, you know, that you liked. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this was just a catastrophic failure at, at so many levels. And I want to get into some of them. But uh, I really do think you'll get value. So that's why I wanted to tell you the story. All right. Without further ado, let's get into this solo episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Real quick, guys, I just want to give a huge shout out to this episode's sponsor, Therasage, which makes some of the world's greatest full-spectrum infrared red light healing products. And right now, they're doing a 12 weeks of Christmas giveaway where you can actually enter to win one of their saunas. And let me tell you, I love their saunas. I have one. My family has one. Steph loves it. I use it a couple times a week to help burn calories, detoxify the body, decrease inflammation, so many benefits. And you can actually win one for free if you just go to therasage.com, T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, enter to win, and then you'll also get a 20% off discount code that you can use for anything on their website. So not only do you get to sign up to potentially win a free sauna, you can actually get 20% off. So you can get a heating pad, you can get a Thera Air, a portable ozone module, you can get an atomizer essential oil diffuser, you can get a, a water 
water pitcher. They got so many awesome products. I highly recommend checking out therasage.com. Sign up for potentially, you know, a free sauna giveaway and then get a 20% discount code in the process. So check them out. That's therasage.com. And uh, I highly recommend jumping on this because this uh, Christmas giveaway is not going to last forever. All right, let's get back to this episode. Peace and love. All right, guys, we're back with this solo episode on the Happy Hustle podcast, all about the fire Festival failure. These are five lessons that I personally learned from working at the greatest party that never happened. And I'm excited to dive into this one. But before I do, I'm going to read to you the joke of the episode. And this is actually a post slash tweet from Forever Kofi on Twitter about the fire Festival, and I thought it was hilarious. He goes, Ja Rule got a bunch of affluent kids at hashtag fire Festival eating struggle sandwiches with no cell service, and I'm in bed laughing till I choke. <laughs> and that's really what was happening. I mean, it was a shit show, let me tell you. And I want to get into some of my lessons that I actually learned from working at this just disaster of a festival. But before I do, I want to give you a little context. If you've never heard of the Fire Festival, it's F-Y-R-E Festival. And basically, it was a fraudulent fraudulent luxury music festival founded by Billy McFarlane and Fire Media, and essentially rapper Ja Rule. And they plan to have this amazing luxury, you know, music festival on this very remote, beautiful Bahamian island that was once owned by Pablo Escobar. And they got a bunch of investor money, 27 million to be exact. And they hired, you know, all these models like Kendall Jenner and Bella Hadid and Emily Rajakowski or however however you say that last name. And they, you know, they hired these really, you know, decadent film crew to shoot this amazing promo video on this island and then they were like selling tickets to this festival and they were you know pitching that blink 182 and all these you know big artists were going to come to the island and it was going to be like a three night stay on this exclusive island and it was going to be a badass, you know, music festival. And on paper, it sounded pretty awesome. And if you watch their promo, you would think, damn, this looks dope. But unfortunately, they just completely mismanaged the entire thing from start to finish. And it was a disaster. I mean, the guy, Billy McFarlane, actually (laughs) got sentenced to federal prison for six years after, you know, trying to pull off this scam. And uh, it was a mess. And I want to talk to you about some of the lessons I learned and kind of my role in it. Um, You know, I mentioned in the in the intro that I was actually hired as a VIP concierge through this third-party company, actually my friend's company. They flew Steph and myself down there with a couple other, um, you know, models slash brand ambassadors, will you? And we basically were hired to just be the face guys and girls of the festival to help check people into, you know, their extensive ten and $20,000 bungalows and, you know, just make sure everyone's having a good time. And yeah, we were like, all right, couple G's for an awesome weekend down in the, you know, the Bahamas. Okay, sign me up. I'm down. 
So we flew down, and right when I flew down, I knew that something was wrong. When we landed, this this whole island just was like almost like a ghost town where we were. We couldn't even get a ride from the little airport to the to the actual festival site, and. I was like, what's going on here? So we, we got to our, you know, place that um, our team was basically staying and it was an Airbnb on the beach and we all had this big huddle as a team and we realized that this festival was just completely mismanaged, disorganized from top to bottom and, you know, really the site wasn't ready and people were supposed to come in one day like they were we flew in like the day before because we were thinking all right you know what we're going to uh, just basically show up and we had our role our role wasn't to set up the site or do any of the logistical stuff it was more just to be the face guys and girls well we realized that this festival was in deep trouble and so we we were actually staying on the cruise ship that was anchored off of shore so we could see you know the festival site but we weren't actually staying on the island and one of the first lessons that i learned from you know personally working at this greatest party that never happened was poor planning how poor the planning was from their production team and why i say that is they actually scheduled the fire festival on the same weekend as one of the biggest regattas in the bahamas and this regatta has been going on for like 70 something years and they actually scheduled the fire festival on the same weekend so all of the local talent and local hire and workers and laborers and staff were actually working at this regatta, which was on the other side of the island. So that's why we couldn't get a ride from the airport. And that's why the site was only a fraction set up because they actually had to ship in other staff from other parts of the Bahamas on different boats and fly them in to actually work and set up, you know, the tents and the the stage and the bars and everything. So poor planning is the first lesson, guys, in your business, in your life. If you don't properly plan, you plan to fail. And that is exactly what happened with the Fire Festival. They just completely dropped the ball in planning. Now, I want to keep going with the story, and I'm going to go just with basically my point of view and what happened. I mean, you could watch the Netflix documentary. There's a couple. You could go online and hear and and see a bunch of stuff, you know, write-ups. It was covered by all the major outlets, but this is my firsthand experience. So we got there the day before. Then we get, you know, basically boated in a little um, dinghy to our to our cruise ship and we had you know a nice meal a, a nice room Steph and I stayed together and you know we got up the next morning and it was I think a 6 a.m. call time we got up early we got dinghied to the site um, and we get to the fire festival site where people are supposed to come later that evening I'm talking like people are supposed to show up in t-minus maybe 10 hours and this place is a mess i'm talking they didn't even have running water working bathrooms they didn't even have walkie talkies for the staff they didn't have any of the beds set up they just were so in shambles and what happened was that night right before they actually had a terrible wind and rainstorm and 
a bunch of the bohemian local talent left all of those dome tents open. So everything was soaked. Everything was soaking wet. I mean, they had a whole bunch of the stuff tied up in customs because they didn't pay their customs tab. The Fire Festival Media and Billy McFarland, they didn't pay m- most of their workers. Uh, I mean, I'll talk to you about my personal payment, but how you know, disorganized was my second lesson from personally working at the greatest party that never happened. I mean, disorganized from top to bottom. We didn't know who we were following around. We didn't know what needed to be done. So we just tried to help out wherever we could. So here I am at one point driving around about 20 bohemians in the back of a pickup truck, dropping them off. I don't even know whose pickup truck it was. And I'm driving them around from tent to tent. We're moving, you know, beds from Ikea, trying to get them into their tents to set up. You know, we're doing all sorts of like construction handiwork. I mean, we were paid to be the face guys and girls, not to like make beds and uh, try to dry things out from a rainstorm. But, you know, we're team players and we tried to have a successful festival. Well, It was just too much work and just not enough time. But, you know, we did what we could and we tried to set it up to the best of our ability, knowing that we had an insurmountable endeavor in front of us from the early morning from when we started. I mean, there was one point where I'm making beds and and we're helping out in, in this whole setup process and I'm finding bohemians sleeping in the particular tents at the beds. And it was hilarious. I mean, they were overworked and not paid at all, so I don't blame them whatsoever. But from top to bottom, disorganization was the second lesson that I learned. And, you know, here we are. Steph and I, we're trying our best to help this this festival take place. But at the end of the day, I mean, people were set to come in just two, maybe three hours. So we're racing around trying to set everything up. I mean, I'm talking directly with Billy, with the, you know, his stepdad, Andy. We're talking with our team. We're trying our best to really pull this thing off and help out as much as possible. But at the end of the day, we just didn't have the proper equipment, the proper resources, and the disorganization from top bound. The leadership was not present. And so the lesson for you guys is... How organized are you in your business, in your company, in your day, making sure that you are following a structured plan and, you know, you are organized in the process, checking things off as you go. Like they should have known, hey, the walkie talkies aren't here. How can we communicate with no cell service to our team members down here in a remote Bohemian Island? Well, we need walkie talkies. Well, those got held up in customs. That wasn't checked off. The organization was just terribly lacking and it showed and it suffered the whole festival suffered because of it now this is where it starts to get real good but before I get into it I want to talk about the third lesson from personally working at the greatest party that never happened and that is integrity is essential I mean let's face it the guy is a scam artist and he actually told investors that they sold 40,000 tickets but in reality they only sold 8,000 or probably not even that so they basically raised 27 million dollars in capital actually I think it was a little bit more and they blew it they blew it all on marketing and God knows what other things, but essentially they were not men of their word or women of their word and didn't have integrity. And 
I want you to have integrity. As happy hustlers, we all need to have integrity. Our word is our bond, and we need to make sure if we tell someone we're going to be somewhere, we do it, and we show up. Because at the end of the day, that is the most important thing in business, in my opinion, is having integrity, standing behind your product or service, knowing that people can count on you and what you deliver. Always try to over-deliver and under-promise. And they were over-promising, promising, you know, luxury resort suites and all sorts of bottle service and VIP this and that, but they couldn't back it up. So integrity is essential. And that's the third lesson. Now, let me carry on with the story. So the first wave of guests actually arrive to the island. They fly in and it's mid-afternoon at this point. And, you know, Steph and I, we were like head VIP concierge and these, you know, these face guys and girls. Well, they sent us to be the first point of contact with the guests, trying to, you know, ease the disgruntled guests who were were trying to check into their rooms and to their, you know, to their tents, but they had no tents or rooms to check into. They actually didn't have anywhere to go. So they sent them to this, this bar at the point of this particular island. And it was a pretty cool bar. But what happened was no bartenders were there. And all they had were cases of tequila. (laughs) So they sent the first, I'd say maybe 100, 200 people, uh, or maybe I think it was maybe 50 to 100 people who their their flight got in early that afternoon to this bar. And it was a beautiful bar, yes, but there was no like ice even. There was no uh, bartenders even. So we're there, Steph and I, in our fire gear. You know, we had our fire festival hats on and our fire festival shirts. And we're trying to represent the festival saying all this, this stuff like, yeah, you'll get checked into your room, you know, later on if you have a suite or a bungalow. That's what we were told from management. So we just relayed the message. And then, you know, we just were dishing out bottles of tequila. I'm talking warm tequila in the hot bohemian sun. These people just, they, they didn't have any, you know, other things to drink. Well, finally, bartenders showed up and, you know, they gave them some, I think, some beans and rice. But that was essentially it for multiple hours. So you can imagine these people came there to party. So that's what they did. They were getting wasted off this warm tequila. And, you know, for a couple hours, it seemed okay. All right, we're getting the site set up. You know, people are are getting wasted, no question. And there's some belligerent knuckleheads. But at the end of the day, we're like, all right, we can send them to the festival site in a couple hours. They'll pick up their bags back at the site. And yeah, it'll all be okay. Well, it wasn't okay. And really, (laughs) it was far less than okay because it started to get ugly. You know, there was people at this, at this site that were diabetic, that needed their medicine in their bags and that couldn't get to their bags because they didn't have a luggage system. They just threw them all in the back of a semi truck and we couldn't find anyone's bag. So it was starting to get pretty intense, the situation. I'll tell you, you know, there was a lot of guests yelling at us and the other bartenders. And there was like two other people who were part of Fire Media who were with us. And they were taking it. Let me tell you, they were just getting screamed at. And, you know, people are are drunk and angry and they're trying to get checked into their spot and they paid thousands of dollars to be there. Well, honestly, 
you know, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, get checked in. And, and that is actually one of the, the fourth lessons that I want to talk about, which is the importance of having a solid team. And they, you know, had two represent, representatives from Fire Media at this bar, but this team couldn't handle the conflict. They had no leadership and they were just, you know, letting these guests just scream at them in their face. And it got to a point where, Steph and I actually took off our fire gear. We went to the beach, we went swimming, and we just tried to decompress from all the stress and anxiety and drunken belligerentness. So we finally come back. It's actually very strange. They sent these people to this bar that was set to have a ribbing cutting right next door. So legit, the hotel next door to this bar was just opening up, and this was the ribbing cutting. Well, guess who showed up to the ribbon cutting? The actual mayor, or I think he was either the mayor or maybe even the president of the Bahamas. He had, you know, secret service and a limousine. Well, they're doing a ribbon cutting for this new hotel that's opening up while all these, you know, hundred belligerent knuckleheads are just throwing up. One girl actually was taking a piss right next to this guy speaking, the president of the Bahamas or whatever his title was. She was peeing in the corner while the president was having a speech. And then, I mean, we're sitting there going, this, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I mean, his security guards are trying to shuffle all the drunk knuckleheads away from the ribbon cutting. It was just poor planning across the board. And I mean, we just were like, it was... It was one of those surreal moments where you're like, I can't even believe I'm a part of this shit show. But we were, and we tried to do the best, and we tried to keep our heads on straight. And by this time, my phone was dead. Steph's phone was dead. We had no contact, really, with the festival site. All we did have was one of the fire media reps who had some contact. And, you know, at this point, we had no way to even bus people back. So we actually had to call in school buses from the Bahamas to come to the drunken bar site and bust them to the fire media site, which was, or the fire festival site, which was maybe, I don't know, five miles away on the island. Well, we start loading people up on this on this first bus, and it just turns into a Hunger Games where people are just clawing and fighting to try to get on the first bus out of there. And so we had, uh, Steph and I, organize a line. We put our fire gear back on. We're trying to organize everyone, and we're telling people, yeah, you'll have food at the site. You'll get your luggage. You'll get checked into your tent. Well, that didn't happen, <laughs> but at that point, we thought it was going to happen. So we lined everyone up, and probably for about two hours, we spent, you know, just organizing people to load them up on the bus and get them over to the fire festival site. Well, here's what happened. We got on the final bus out of there and, you know, we get to the fire festival site and it is legit carnage. I'm talking people are fighting, people are running all over the place. You know, they're, they're racing for beds. And apparently what happened was Billy got up on, you know, a table and he just said, grab whatever bed you can. And, you know, there's no way we can get everyone to their proper designated sites. So just grab whatever tent you can. And, you know, instead of trying to figure it out, which goes back to the fourth lesson of having a solid team, they actually just made things worse by having no organization. And, you know, no one could find their luggage. So they're just tossing luggage off the semi truck. There's 
terrible food. I'm sure you've seen that iconic sandwich of like the piece of bread with cheese when they were promised luxury meals. Well, that was reality. I mean, we didn't get any food for that almost entire day. And, you know, frankly, the whole thing from top to bottom was terrible. And they had this like DJ playing, but he wasn't set to be the the main talent. Like all the, the main talent bailed. The bartenders were still serving drinks, but you know, we just promised everyone it was going to be okay for the past multiple hours. And then we get to the site and it's not okay. Well, what we did was face the music and it was absolutely hilarious that they put us at this role after especially promising all these guests, you know, that everything was going to be okay for the last couple hours. We got to the main site and where the team was bunked up. And basically they said to us, Steph and I, Hey, get a piece of paper, sit at the front of this, you know, this little house, which was in the middle of the fire festival and start taking refund requests. And I was like, Oh my goodness, you want us to go and sit at the front where everyone is completely pissed off and, you know, just absolutely wasted and try to write down their information to get them on a plane out of here. That is ridiculous. But okay, we're going to try our best to help the team. Well, in the meantime, I'm in the in the room like this was Billy and, you know, talking to us and, and his whole team of investors and, you know, their team was trying their best to just salvage what was left of the festival. But it was slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, I, I have this distinct memory of Billy just crying in the corner just with tears in his eyes. And Steph and I were up at the front of this, this table taking refunds from the people that we just promised was going to be okay. And she looks over to her right and she's, there's another woman behind us who's maybe middle-aged and, and we're like, man, oh man. And Steph looks at her and goes, how'd you get into this mess? And she goes, I invested $10 million and we're like, oh my goodness. So this woman that we were sitting next to at the front taking refunds with, she invested $10 million and watched it just basically disintegrate or go up in fire, uh, pun intended. And it was just one of the most difficult days of my life, but also one of the most entertaining days. And Essentially, what happened from there is it started to get really ugly. And I'm just going to tell you my perspective from this night. The Bohemians did not get paid what they were supposed to get paid. They didn't get paid anything, actually. The fire Festival attendees didn't get what they paid for. And people were starting to get pissed, rightfully so. And it started to get violent and ugly. And the Bohemians were like basically rioting. So Steph and I and our team, you know, of other VIP concierge, our, you know, our friend who runs the company was like, hey, Carrie, Steph, get away from the table, get in the golf cart. We're getting out of there. We're going back to the cruise ship that we're staying on. So we basically just bailed. We were like, you know what? We're out. Here's the, here's the piece of paper of refunds. And we're going to not take, you know, we're, we're in danger here. People are very upset. And I do want to mention, you know, one part of this story, which was my brother, who was actually part of the Miami staff who was helping these fire festival attendees get on the plane. 
And he was in charge of actually taking more money to load up on their wristbands. And this is how mismanaged and dis organized and how lack of integrity the fire team had. They were still selling wristband and adding money onto their Miami bracelets at the Miami airport, even far into the night when they knew this festival was a failure. They were still loading people up with thousands of dollars because you couldn't actually use cash at the festival. You could only use your wristband. So people were loading up their money and no one recovered their money, really. I mean, not that I've heard. And it was just terrible business, terrible ethics, and very much lack of integrity. So we bailed. My last scene from this is watching, you know, a swarm of bohemians try to bang down the door of this team house that was on site at the fire festival. We drove away in the golf cart. We got on our little dinghy to the, uh, to the cruise ship and we had a, you know, a fairly nice meal on the cruise ship and we legit watched the carnage ensue from the Titanic uh, parked out back, which was, it wasn't really that Titanic, but it was kind of like the reverse order. You know, we're watching the fire festival burn up in smoke and we're on the nice cruise ship. And, you know, I really feel for all the guests that got taken advantage of, and especially the Bohemians, you know, my heart goes out to them because I know how hard we worked. And, you know, fortunately our third party company took a deposit of half of our payment. So we got paid half of what we were supposed to, but it wasn't in full nearly what we were planning on. But you know, it it could have been a lot worse. So the fifth and final lesson, I mean, I got tons, but the fifth and final lesson was the mismanagement of capital. I mean, they completely mismanaged their budget. They spent millions of dollars on marketing but very little on actual operations and production. So when you're thinking about your business and how you're allocating capital, think about where it's going and how you're using it effectively. Live and spend below your means. You know, focus on saving for your company. If you can get by, you know, with a monthly subscription of $49 a month, well, don't get the shiny thing for $249. You know, save money where you can and allocate capital effectively. And they completely mismanaged their capital. I just watched it firsthand. It was just a terrible, you know, it was a terrible shame for all the investors that lost money, especially the woman that we, you know, asked her how she got involved. And she said, well, I invested 10 mil. That was an awkward conversation, let me tell you. But the point is, That is a huge lesson, mismanagement of capital. So I want to wrap this story up with some of, you know, how it ended for me. Well, the next day, you know, we actually obviously weren't working the festival. So we, our whole team took off and we went to one of the private beaches and we relaxed and we drank some of the, you know, sponsored tequila. And we, we actually had a pretty nice day. I got to say, I mean, there was a bunch of champagne, you know, we had a good time. And, um, you know, then we were just blast off the off the island, really, because they were trying to get all the guests off to fly them out. I mean, some people got you know stuck on the airplane for hours. I'm talking hours because they didn't want to bring them to the site and they didn't want to bring them to the belligerent bar. Excuse me, I'm getting fired up. I need a little drink. Um, and it's not an alcoholic drink; it's a bubbly water. If you're curious, um, and. Truthfully, you know, the whole thing was just a complete shit show, but we had a a fairly, you know, 
decent last day and I, I did have a quick cameo at the Netflix uh, doc you could see me at the airport um, you know but at the end of the day we signed an NDA and you know CNN and a bunch of like media outlets like uh, Vice and you know these big Vanity Fair magazines hit us up to to make a comment and to give a statement and you know I didn't want to get involved at the time now that it's all said and done I'm happy to share with you guys the happy hustlers because I do think there's some valuable takeaways from the whole story but at the end of the day it was just a complete mess and my five real lessons I'll run through them one more time one poor planning you have to plan accordingly and if you don't plan you plan to fail and they had complete poor planning number two disorganization all you happy hustlers out there right now think of your organization and how it can become more efficient and effective with proper planning a and just really clear organization three integrity is essential they did not have it they were lying to investors lying to ticket holders lying to bohemians lying to staff like myself and unfortunately integrity is one of those things either do what you say you're going to do or you don't there's no middle ground there's no gray area so i hope all you guys take away real true integrity and operate from that capacity. Number four, the importance of having a solid team from the beginning. They were not qualified to run this type of event in this location. It just, you have to have experienced team members to pull off any festival, let alone one on a remote island. So that is important. Think of who's on your team right now and how you can maybe, you know, hire qualified members to really help grow your business or your brand or maybe how you can you know get rid of some people who aren't qualified who maybe you've been thinking about you know getting rid of like like they say you want to hire slowly but fire fast and they definitely did not have a solid team and number five mismanagement of capital that was you know my final lesson that i want to share with you guys you have to manage capital effectively and really make sure that you're spending properly you can't spend it all on marketing and advertising you have to keep operations in mind and the delivery of the product or service so live below your means spend below your means as a business owner and for sure manage capital effectively. So those are my five lessons. You know, I really do think this was a great experience at the end of the day. Like I still have a, you know, fire festival gear. I got hats. I see it going on the on the eBay for Jeez, I mean, hundreds of dollars, but it's a good keepsake, you know, some of this swag that I got. And, you know, it was a great experience for what it is. I can talk to you guys about it. I can share my lessons learned. And, you know, unfortunately, some people really did get hurt from this from this festival, you know, financially and emotionally damaged, I'm sure. But, um, you know, that wasn't the case for us. Sure, we lost money and, you know, we definitely took, uh, you know, some some choice words to the dome from just being the face people of fire Festival's failure. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful for the experience and, you know, I get to share it with you guys. So, I want to hear what you think of this episode. You know, shoot me a little DM. Tell me, you know, some of your lessons learned. And especially if you heard about the Fire Festival or even went and intended, you know, I think it's a, it's a great lesson in, in our generation's history of just how to really fail 
at a festival and, <laughs> and how you can, you know, effectively become a better planner in the process. And, and, you know, you can always learn from others. And this is one of those that I, I completely learned from. Um, and, you know, I think uh, you can too. So without you know, any more babbling on about the fire Festival and that failure. I hope you got some value. I hope you dug this episode and uh, I'm going to sign off. So love you and I'm out. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.